happened so far in the anime manga world that I really do feel awful about not making the last episodes in the past two days, not on Wednesday or on Sunday. So to make up for this, I am going to be doing a double whammy where not only I'm going to be talking about One Piece latest chapter, but I'm also going to be talking about something else that has been reoccurring in total what has to do with the Creepshow art drama. So without further ado, let's get on with this. Hey guys, it's Jay from the Nerd Fix and podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. Today, we are going to be looking into the latest chapter of One Piece called Jinbei vs. Who's Who. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. Alright, so at the beginning of the start of this chapter, we start with the first page where it shows page one as a child trying to read a book of dinosaurs being interrupted by Ulti who wants to play with it with her and her stuffed dinosaurs and who is basically a grown-up version and I find this to be really cute but also kind of funny because she's off even though they're her brother and sister it's really really interesting of how these of how she basically is almost very playful but at the same time the next thing you know she becomes very very vicious <laughs> i find this to be very hysterical but now on with the chapter we start with the beginning of the chapter with the castle interior where a total of 300 shinichi with smiles have switched sides uh, which was caused by tama on the life floor the remaining loyal members of the beast pirates believe that if they kill her her powers will wear off usopp and nami are then spotted running again and thankfully Daifugo comes to their rescue with Speed arriving to offer them a ride and Gazelle Man appears telling Tama that he found Komachio saying that he she can entrust his his safety to them much to her relief. We then pan back to Nami and Usopp admitting her power admitting Speed's powers are incredible to be able to convert enemies into friends. We then see Zeus popping out from the cloud form asking Nami if he could be her servant again. Which I find this to be very interesting and where she says no, which does shock him, clarifying that he can be her sidekick instead. Being filled with delight, he start he starts taking char the charge of zapping more enemies, saying that he is now the proud partner or sidekick of Nami. Usopp saying that she picked up something amazing herself. We then go back to the several subordinates of the Shinichi that are following them as well, and the total current coats of 2,000, leaving and leaving the Beast Pirates with 2,000 more casualties. We then pinned, we then pinned to CP0, who are cal- once again calculating the standing, with now the Beast Pirates having 16,000 troops against 9,000 alliances. And the grifters could resist the alliance winning. CP0, they're a bit unconcerned of who wins in the end, but cares. But what they care about is the death of who's who. One of the members asked if they've confirmed his true identity, only to add that even if he gets captured, the information he has is too old to be ter- detrimental and to the government. And members saying that leaving him alive would look bad. But they decide to see if he would survive his fight against Jinbei. We then pan back to the back of the fourth floor where who's who's subordinates start fleeing when they see him getting serious. So 
who's who is really starting to get into the fray and starting to really get things turn up the pop up the volume at this point. He uses Gepo to get above Jinbei, holding charge against Luffy because he ate the Gomu Gomu no Mi, or the Gum Gum Fruit for English English readers or English people who prefer the English dub. Who's Who clarifies he hates Shanks since the day he stole the Gomu Gomu no Mi from him. But this really, really clarifies and makes me want to wonder, how did this all happen? How was it that Shanks and his crew managed to get their hands on the Gomu Gomu no Mi? How rare was this at the time, 10, now 12 years ago, during this time period? It's really, really starting to make me want to dive more deeper into the history of the Gomu Gomu no Mi and what was the and how relevant was this? We then see him using uh, Hagan, Hagan on Jinbei, which he tries to block, and unleashes a wave of them. It says Luffy wears Shanks' hat and has the fruit power, and he hates him too because of that reason. Because of those reasons, Jinbei manages to dodge his attacks and command and commands him for and, and then expect a slime and then expect Jinbei to be so fast on land and comment that Jinbei expresses annoyance because according to, because discrimination against fishmen to this day is a, an age is kind of like back in the day which who's who basically mockingly apologizes for yeah who's who is probably is basically like a jerk like a like he has like a jerk kind of a personality so it's nothing special about who this character is and how he is with other people, but especially with how he is now that he's really, really upset of the whole grudge against Shanks taking the Gomu Gomu no Mi from him. Yeah, I can see why. Then he uses a new attack called Takai Kibasen and t- telling Shanks he wants to ask him something. But grabs Husu's mouth and flips him over with his attack, following with a Uchimisu, with, or in translation, water bullets. And he tries to dodge it with Soru, but gets hurt a bit. We then see Husu finally telling Jinbei he wanted to ask him, wanted to ask him something. And when he was in prison, he told to mockingly pray to someone for salvation. And the story he heard was that slaves in ancient times believing in a legendary warrior that would eventually free them, known as the sun god, Nika, who is said to bring laughter and freedom, but doesn't know if he really does exist. As he continues to attack Jinbei, we notice he is carrying out his long and cruel sentence, hung on to a legend out of desperation to be saved. And then asks, Jinbei then asks if what this has to do with him, but with who's who, he basically answers, "It's because he was the cap. This ha- is because he was the captain of the Sun Pirates, whose crew once consisted of former slaves, which is actually true, because Fishman Tiger was at one point a slave, but then after he passed away, it was then run by Jinbei. So yeah, it's just a lot to go through with how." Everything is starting to come through about the 
Symbolism with the Sun Pirates, and I'm really curious to know how this goes into play. And it's really, really starting to get interesting. I can tell you that. We then see him using another move, which is Finger Pistol, Madara. While while trying to block the attack of these pirates, Shiramon. Assault. While he continues to his attack, he tells Jinbei that one day, a guard who told him about Nika vanished without a trace, causing him to assume the story wasn't meant to be shared, and, it, and knew that he was in danger and risked his life to escape. And Jinbei wants to know, and he tells Jinbei that he wants to know what he knows about the story. But unfortunately for him, his fingers end up breaking with Jinbei's armament hockey and grabs who, who's, who's wrist with another attack another attack from his fishman karate or fishman jutsu, jujutsu which is so shark so shark and with this he telling him that he has nothing to say and he tried to use another and he tried to use, attack him again but he was able Jinbei was able to withstand he's able to withstand this and but with that, he lets go of who's who, and readies his ultimate technique as who, who, who's who asks why he got all mad all of a sudden. He tries to get back up, but trips, realizing Jinbei is stepping on his tail. And he tells who's who that if he plans on making broad statements about history, he better be prepared for, for what he is stepping into. And then he prepares to strike him down with... Gyojin Karate Ogi Ogi Onigawara Seiken, knocking him down, causing the, the area to crumble around. And that is the end of the chapter. Now, as somebody who isn't really into the whole internet drama, as from what we have witnessed, as of recently, I've noticed that one of my episodes about Creepshow Art has recently almost hit 60 listens, and I'm really shocked that it's really getting so much attention that I never thought that talking about this kind of stuff would really, would really be so impactful. But as of recently, there's been a lot of speculations about her that has recently come up that I know I'm late with this, but... There's so much that I want, there's some other things I wanted to say that it really boggles my mind. This being of how she doxed her sibling, her sister, and with something like that, I really question, what does she have against her sister that she doesn't have? What, I get that she is different from Shannon, but it doesn't mean you gotta dox her on like some website and have people go after her. That's not how the real world works. Not to mention, there were people, YouTubers, who made videos with evidence of her talking about that how good she is with catfishing people, and how she admitted that she doxed her sister, and she admits to stalking Emily Arful. And more people are starting to come out about what they went through with Creepshow Art, it's upsetting. And as recently, 
other YouTubers that I did not mention, like, like Pastel Bell, even though she wasn't a friend, more of an acquaintance, and somebody who is part of the LGBTQ, it's really upsetting that someone like her is hurt by this, among others who were fr- close friends with, with, with Shannon, and it's upsetting. But also, as of recently, there has been many, many, many people stating the fact that she has returned to either YouTube or has returned onto a podcast. But it's basically using a voice modification device to change her voice so that way it's just a high speculation that she's actually back on the platform trying to be able to spread her voice and also to spread her own, her own ideals and everything else that she believes in on social, on the internet platform. Now, I don't know if how this is going to play out or if she would ever apologize, but if she does, then it's cool. But if not, then it's going to be a very long one because the longer she's going to hide, the longer she's going to be guilty of what she has done. That's all I have to say about with what's going on with Shannon and Creepshow art drama. But other than that, that's how, what I have to say. think of the latest chapter of one piece did you like the chapter did you not like the chapter what do you think is going to happen in chapter 1019 of of the manga as i'm really hoping something really huge is going to happen after what we just witnessed in this latest chapter that focused on the battle between jinbei and who's who because now so much has been revealed that is really really starting to open up so many questions on what's come who is the sun god who's nika what is so special and relevant about the Gomu Gomu no Mi? And why did Shanks, in the first place, want it to, get, to take the fruit from Who's Who? And what was so significant about the fruit to begin with? Let me guys know what you think. Please share this with your family or friends, whether it be on social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere. Just as long as it's able to spread the word out about the nerd fix and everything that has to do with anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. And for this, I'm hoping my goal would be to reach at least a thousand listens within by the end of the summer. So let's try to get to this record as fast as we can. And to end the episode, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you all on Sunday with a brand new episode. Later!